Uh, you guys are out there killing it, working hard. Um, and so when you give that hour, two hours, if you come on Sunday night, maybe it's four hours of your weekend, I believe that God honors that. Come on, somebody. I believe that God honors that as a sacrifice. You know, it's we give tithe, we give offering, but when you give time, come on, that matters. Can I just, let me preach on tithe for just one minute. You know what's really, uh, I heard uh, a pastor uh, the other day uh, share this, and it, it just kind of blew me away. He's talking about tithe. You make a certain amount of money every hour, right? Some people might make $20 an hour. Some people might make $9 an hour. But you give an hour of your life, and in return, you get a little cash. So that hour that you spent working, when you give tithe, when you give offering, you're giving those pieces of your life to the kingdom. Wow. Come on, that blew me away. I didn't even think about it like that before. It was Pastor Danny Duran. He was sharing that. And I thought, wow, that makes it so much more personal. Because when I give that alm, when I give that sacrifice, I'm not just giving a little bit out of my pocket. I'm giving actual chunks of my life that I spent working hard or hardly working. It just depends on what day it is. And uh, I'm giving that. And so let me tell you right now, when you give those hours of your weekend to fellowship with your family, to worship, to hear the preaching and teaching of the Word, you better believe that God's going to honor that. Come on, somebody. And so this morning, we're going to finish our uh, series. We've been doing a series called Final Destination. And uh, so we're going to talk about, we, we talked about over the past few weeks, uh, we talked about the consequences of the way we live our, our lives. We talked about uh, that there is a, a consequence in eternity that you will face. And some people will find reward and some people won't. And that's a harsh thing and it's a scary thing and a lot of pastors don't even preach that anymore. And so that's why we started doing this series because an entire church network just fell and just started breaking apart. People were leaving the faith left and right. And I, and I wondered, and I said, God, what happened? How did so much sin enter this church network? And that church stopped preaching consequence. And let me tell you something, family. Our society does not teach consequence. And you see the consequences of that being played out. We don't teach that there's a consequence when someone begins to do uh, an illegal action. We, we like to say, well, you know, it, it'll be all right. It'll be, all right. You're, you're venting your feelings. It's okay if you burn down an entire city block. It's your, you're feeling your feelings. Um, I see videos come up on Instagram all the time of people robbing, just walking in in the middle of the day and just stealing things and just not caring. I saw a, a picture, I think it was just a Friday of a guy walking down Main Street just stealing, broke in the new uh, Tex-Mex place. Family, when we forget that there are consequences, then we begin to make really bad decisions. And the Bible teaches that there are consequences of our actions in eternity.
I pray that everyone in this room, I pray that everyone you love finds reward. But there are some that will miss. And so that's why we want to study this. That's why we want to dive into this. So today we're going to talk about heaven. The past few weeks we talked about sin, the thing that keeps us away from Christ. We talked about hell. We talked about an eternal consequence of making bad decisions that, uh, and, and worshiping things other than Jesus. So today I'm excited. I'm happy to preach about heaven, the ultimate reward, the ultimate good place that we can find. Thank you, First Lady, for backing me up. If you want to turn with me to Revelation uh, chapter 21, um, I want to give you a couple of announcements before we get started. Um, be, uh, I want to encourage you to gather with us tonight. We're going to gather at 6 for Elevate. Also, uh, we gather for small groups on Wednesdays at 7, and I'm really excited. Um, we're going to begin something here in the next few weeks, uh, June, I believe it's June 8th, June 1st, on Wednesday night. We're going to have a barbecue out back. We're going to have a bunch of fun stuff for kids, water games. It's going to be great. We call it Say Hello to Summer. We do it every year. And so if you want to join with us June 1st, it's going to be great. Uh, and then the next week, we're going to stop... Um, we're not going to have mud bugs and ladybugs like we normally do. We're going to bring everybody together. We're going to have some breakout sessions. We're going to call it Grow You Summer Session. And for nine weeks, we're going to do some, some different things. It's going to be cool. Uh, I'm excited. Brittany and I are going to teach a class. Come on. First lady's going to teach. Come on. I've been begging her, like, come on, girl. Are you going to preach with me or not? Like, I want to tag team preach. She's like, no, no, no. And so finally, y'all, I begged long enough, and I got, like, a really soft no. Like, she didn't say no. And so I'm like, come on. That's the tiniest little bit of hope is all I need. And so she's going to help teach. So uh, First Lady and I are going to do a, we're going to do a breakout session on marriage and family. Pastor Daphne's going to do one on finance. Come on, that's very important. Uh, and then we're going to try to get another one going as well that's going to be kind of a deep dive Bible study. And so I'm excited for that, and uh, it's, it's going to be great. And so let's look at Revelation 21. So um, before, before I do that, let me, let me, I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself. So what is uh, heaven? What is heaven? Uh, I think there was a book that said heaven is for real, and that's what I, I keep thinking of when I, when, I keep, uh, when, I, when I ask that question. What is heaven? Listen, uh, I go to a lot of funerals. Uh, you might know that because that's what I do for a living. And uh, I hear a lot of really weird things about heaven at funerals. And let me just say something. I love you, and I do not want to offend you. So if I offend you with anything I say over the next few minutes, just tell Brittany, okay? <laughs> Listen, if I offend you, I don't mean to, but there are a lot of myths about heaven, family. I heard a song the other day, and it said, there's holes in the floor of heaven. And I'm like, first of all, there's not holes in the floor of heaven, when it rains, that's not somebody in heaven crying. That's condensation going up to the... Never mind. I heard another song, and it was talking about fishing in heaven and all this stuff. And listen, I think all those things are fun to say, but I don't know how much biblical weight they hold. I don't know if we're going to be up in heaven like on four-by-fours like tearing up mud holes, okay? You know, and people will say, boy, he's having the best time in heaven now. And, and I said, what do you think he's doing? What do you think he's doing up there? Oh, man, he's hauling in the biggest bass. 
He's killing the biggest deer. Family, I don't know about all that. I don't know. And I think that we say things to comfort each other that maybe don't hold a lot of weight biblically. Can I say that this morning? I think we say things like that. I heard a preacher say that uh, there was a guy watching from heaven. Family, I don't, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. Because when you're, when you're in heaven, you have been gathered to Jesus. And can I just tell you something, that there's no better place you can be. And if I'm gathered to Christ, if I'm in his perfect presence, I don't care what y'all are doing. Okay? Have you ever, I love my kids, but sometimes you'll be doing something. I mean, you'll be like intensely watching the saints get their hineys whooped or something. And your kid will something like, hey, dad, I made a drawing for you. Do you want to look at it? And you look and it's like a cat with 14 legs. And you're like, that's amazing. I'm trying to watch a football game. Listen, when you're in the perfect presence of Jesus, I don't think that you're going to be worried about anything else. Can I say that this morning? Because he is so perfect and he is so holy. And I think that we will just stand in awe and in worship of the one who created us. Wow. Come on. That's good. And so let me, let me tell you. So the Bible uses a few terms, a bunch of terms to describe heaven. The Bible talks a lot about both. The Bible talks a lot about heaven, and it talks a lot about hell, Hades, Sheol. It uses a bunch of different words, the realm of the dead. But every time it talks about heaven, it uses these good terms like life. And let me just read a couple um, uh, terms that are used to heaven, uh, used to describe the heaven. Describe heaven. Oh, y'all pray for me, man. I can't even talk. My father's house. Jesus says, with me. John says, everlasting life. Those are good things. Those are good terms to describe a good place and a good state of being. Come on, how many of you know that if it's with God, it's good? Amen? And that's heaven. So let's read uh, Revelation says, then I saw a new heaven and a new earth for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away. Now, let me stop right there. This, what, what he's describing is to come. Okay. This is not right now. This is going to happen. This is called the new heaven and the new earth. Okay. There comes a time when, when things are recreated, God makes all things new and heaven collides with earth. Come on. And it's so good. And we get to come on. We're, we're walking around in glorified bodies. Come on. And, and it's so good. And we get to spend eternity in the good and perfect presence of Jesus. So he says, the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and there was no longer any sea. I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride, beautifully dressed for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Look, God's dwelling place is now among the people, and he will dwell with them. They will be his people, and God himself will be with them." And be their God. He will wipe every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain. For the old order of things has passed away. Come on, somebody say amen. amen. He who was seated on the throne said, I am making everything new. Then he said, write this down, for these words are trustworthy and true. He said to me, it is done. 
I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To the thirsty, I will give water without cost. Mm, so good. From the spring of water of life, those who are victorious will inherit all of this. I will be their God, and they will be my children. Come on. Let me tell you, that's good. That's good. This is one of the most uplifting, one of the most hope-giving uh, uh, sections of Scripture in the entire Bible because it doesn't matter what we face. Come on. It doesn't matter if you are facing broken things in your life. It doesn't matter if you're facing broken bodies. It doesn't matter because God says there's coming a day when I will make all things new and where I will bring you to me and you will be in my presence forever and ever and ever. Wow. Come on, somebody. And so, listen, that's why I can sit at the back of a funeral chapel. I always do this, mostly because I'm supposed to be there to open the door. But I also watch because I have eyes. But I'll see people walk by at the end of a funeral. And you can tell if somebody knew Jesus because the legacy is not one of boo-hoo, I'm so sad, who's going to pay the bills now? The, the legacy is one of hope. And people will walk by. And sure, we're sad when people pass away. But we're crying for us, not for them who know Jesus because we know where they're at. And let me tell you what happens a lot of time. A lot of times, and we're talking a lot about what I do in my, in my secular job. But, family, I, I'm the person a lot of times that, that, that comes when someone passes away. A lot of times it's me. I walk in, and, and sometimes I don't want to do that. But a lot of times God speaks to me, and he says, you know me. You know me. And they know me. And the reassurance of seeing another one of my children at this time is bigger than you understand. When I walk in a room and someone's mother or father has just gone, there is a brokenness there. But when another believer walks in, it's like they know. Come on. I love the story that talks about Mary and her cousin when they met. Uh, they were both carrying children and those babies felt each other through the Holy Spirit. Boom, they just jumped. And, you know, I don't know what happened. To the, when, when Jonah was, when, when Brittany was carrying him, sometimes that kid would just, I mean, he was doing Muay Thai karate. I don't know. And she was just like, oh, you know, and he still does that stuff. It's even worse now because now he can get me. But listen, there's something about it. When another believer walks in, man, the hope. Because that person is carrying heaven in their heart. That person is carrying that hope. And to know my dad, my mom, whoever is with the same Jesus that that person loves. Wow. Come on, somebody. And so I can tell when someone has a legacy of hope. Let me tell you something about money. You can't take that stuff with you. You can't take that stuff with you. And listen, we've put some very strange things in caskets over the 10 years that I've been doing funerals. Big League Chew, Dr. Pepper, we done put Funyuns in there, Dodie. Okay? You don't wake up and eat Funyuns. Let, uh, let me get off of that. You can't take those things with you. But let me tell you what kind of legacy you can take, what kind of treasure you can have in heaven. 
people. Come on, you can plant a seed in your children's life. You can plant a seed in your friend's life. You can teach them the way to Jesus. You can show them that there is a better way than the way of the world. And then one day, come on, the most glorious reunions that you could imagine. Wow, it's so good. Y'all, when I get to talking about heaven, when I get to talk about the, the great things that are to come, come on, we love to say uh, greater things are ahead. We love to say the best is yet to come because it doesn't matter if inflation, it doesn't matter, shortage. You hear all these crazy, scary words. Kanye West got a new album. You see all these horrible, scary things happening. $600 pair, never mind. Listen, the best is yet to come for those who know Jesus. It doesn't matter if everything falls apart here. doesn't matter if somebody pushes a big red button and everything goes up in smoke. It doesn't matter because for those who know the God of creation and know him by name, the best is yet to come. Boy, you better get back on your notes. All right, so the first thing. We're going to talk about Cinderella. Listen, I have a daughter, and she loves princesses. They're so beautiful. And so sometimes she'll say, Dad, you want to watch this movie? And I'll be like, does it have explosions, aliens, zombies, samurai, any of those things? Because if not, I don't know if I'm going to be interested. And uh, she'll say, it has princesses. And I'm like, oh, cool, princesses, that's great. I love princesses, they're so amazing. So there's a story you've all heard. It's about a young lady named Cinderella. And uh, in the story, she is living with some really, really unpleasant people. And they've got her basically captured. And so we all know what happens. It's so beautiful. Uh, she, she meets somebody and... They take her out of that place, and she lives happily ever after. Woohoo! Listen, let me tell you something. A lot of times on this side of heaven, those happy endings don't happen. Those happy endings don't happen. And family, I get so distressed because people come and they say, why did God let this happen to me? What? What? God gives you a rescue. God gives you a way out from those things. Yeah, Things happen that just stink. And I used to worry as a, as a Christian, how can I explain this? Somebody loses a child. Oh, my goodness. I cannot imagine the pain. How do I explain that? Listen, I don't try anymore. I'm sorry. I'm not wise enough. Something like that happens, something tragic. I walk in the room. I just want to be with you. And I just want to be a shoulder for you to cry on. I just want to be somebody that you can be frustrated to. Because I can't explain those things, but what I can explain is this, that no matter what you face, no matter what pain you endure in this life, there is a better place to come. And there is a hope, and that hope is Jesus. It, hope has a name, family. Come on. And the things that you face, I love that song, the things... Um, it says, turn your eyes upon Jesus. My grandmother used to sing this to me. And it says, the things of this earth will, go will grow strangely dim. Come on. When you begin to focus on Jesus, those other things, and I've seen, I've met people that have walked through some stuff. And I've thought, how? 
how did you not just give up? How did you not just become the most bitter person? And the, the common place is always one name, and that name is Jesus. So let me draw a, let me draw a comparison here to the, our silly little Cinderella story. She was in a bad place, captured constrained to a really messed up situation. But hope arrived and rescued her. Come on, there are some of us that need rescue today. Maybe it's not you. Maybe it is. I don't know. Maybe it's somebody you know. Maybe it's your children. Maybe it's your parent. Maybe it's a grandchild. Somebody you know in your life needs rescue. And I want to just tell you that that's what heaven is. Heaven is rescue. And heaven is the happy ending that you will never find on this planet. Because listen, it doesn't matter even if you live the most amazing life. And you've got all these uh, people that carry your legacy at the end of the day. You do close your eyes and leave. And that is a bitter, bitter moment. Sure, there's, there's a hope there. You know, Grandpa went to be with Jesus. But it still stings. Heaven is so much better, family. John 14 says, Do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. My Father's house has many rooms. If that were not so, would I have told you that I am going there to prepare a place for you? And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me, that you also may be where I am. Family, there is hope, and that hope is Jesus. He wants us with him. All throughout the Bible, through the Old Testament and into the New Testament, God's desire was to dwell, is to dwell with his children. Amen? Second thing, no bodily limitations. I almost died on Friday. I don't know who was praying for me, but thank you. I don't know who it was, but thank you. I almost died. I was in the pool, and um, I got really excited you know, water splashing, woo. And I thought, I'm going to do a front flip. Piper was doing front flips. Why can't I do a front flip? Maybe it's because you weigh 250 pounds more than her, dude. <laughs> and so I decided to do a front flip. And so I said, yeah, I, I got this. And so I front flipped. And as soon as I kicked off the bottom of that pool, this muscle in my leg said, which is the worst grandpa I ever had in my life. And I just was like, blah, blah, and I was trying to grab the, I'm fit to die in three feet of water. And so I'm like trying to get up. And what do my children do? They're good Christian people. They said, he's showing weakness. Attack now. And so they both jumped on top of me. They're like pushing my face. And I'm just. And so I finally get up. And I'm like, Papa, get off me. She's like, what's wrong with you? And I'm like, I'm, my leg's hurt. And she's like, oh, okay. Ah, you know, and so. Your body does not always do what you want it to do. It doesn't always do what you tell it to. Have you, has your foot ever gone to sleep? And you say, wake up! And it's like, snooze button. <sighs> oh, man. We dwell in these mortal forms. And I've heard people say, I love this word, they say, well, I've got those earthly aches. And people keep telling me, they're like, hey, man, you're going to be 34 this year. <laughs> Guess what? And I'm like, 
birthday party? And they're like, nah, dude, you're going to start hurting. <laughs> what? No. Like, I don't, I, I don't accept that negativity. We'll see what happens. But anyway, listen, <laughs> wouldn't it be great if we didn't have to worry about that stuff? Wouldn't it be great if we didn't have to ever hear the word cancer ever again? Wouldn't it be great if we didn't have to hear words like dementia, Alzheimer's, pain, stinking COVID? That's heaven, family. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 says, For we know that if the earthly tent we live in is destroyed, we have a building from God, an eternal house in heaven, not built by human hands. Anybody camp a lot? Listen, you won't be in your tent like a stinking hurricane comes through, okay? Bad news bears, okay? I took, where, where's Sean at? There's Sean. Sean and I took a bunch of uh, teenage boys up to the Buffalo River one time, and I said, okay, boys, boys, boys don't listen. I said, boys, put your tents together right. I'm not going to do it for you. And they're like, okay, Pastor JB, whatever, and then they went and swimming, and when they came back, their tents weren't put together. And I, I'm not going to do it for you. And so that night, all of a sudden, we heard. <laughs> I said, oh, no. Oh, no. And the hugest thunderstorm ever hit. And me and Sean were good. Sean was sleeping in a literal truck. So he was fine. My tent was put together right. These other, these boys came and said, Pastor JV, my tent's leaking. And I'm like, you, an hour ago, you were so tough with your little mustache. And I said, look, man. And they're like, what are we going to do? Can we sleep with you? I said, no, you cannot sleep with me. You can't come in my tent. So we had to bug out. We had to pack all our stuff up in the middle of the night, in the middle of the thunderstorm, and leave this mountain because these kids were all crying. And it was great. Anyway, in heaven... We don't have to worry about the problems of this earthly tabernacle. We don't have to worry about the problems. We don't have to worry about things breaking down. We don't have to worry about sickness and pain and death because God and his goodness gives us eternal life. Come on, we don't have to worry about that stuff anymore. I wish somebody get excited about that. We don't have to worry about that stuff. We don't have to sit here and think, well, I hope one day I don't get that. Or we don't have to sit here and every time somebody sneezes, dive. Did you just sneeze? Y'all, I swear, at the end of 2020, people were like pulling out nine millimeters on people for coughing. <sighs> Heaven's not like that, family, because the ultimate life sustainer is there, and you get to live in his presence. Come on, somebody. So let me, let me wrap up. I love this part. I love this part. First lady, if you want to come back. I never thought I'd like calling her first lady as much as I do, but. <sighs> if y'all pray for her every day, it's probably not enough. Pray for her twice a day. All right. <laughs> the third thing. All right. <laughs> the third thing. I love this atmosphere. I love this. There will be reunions over there that are
are so good and so sweet. Every single person in this room knows someone, misses someone. Can I tell you that Bible says that heaven will be populated by righteous people who love God and lived lives that reflected the love and character of Christ. Family, when you get there, when you cross over and you wake up in that amazing, beautiful place, not only will there be reunions, but there will be first time meetings where you get to meet people that prayed for you before you existed. Come on, Jesus talks about this a little bit. Where you will meet people that you gave towards missions. Can I blow you away? You will meet people when you gave towards BGMC or Kids Camp or Speed the Light or or anything like that. You will meet the people that got saved and met Jesus because of the gift that you gave. And I can just imagine how they're going to come up to you and say, thank you. Thank you for the things you did. Glorious reunions. Amazing meetings. That's heaven. And it's real. I believe it with everything I've got and it's real and it's my prayer that every one of us every one of us lives a life that reflects the character and love of Christ so that when our time in this tabernacle is over that he gathers us to himself or the Bible speaks of a, of a hope that he will return we call it the rapture, we call it the second coming, whatever you call it. The Bible tells us that by Jesus' own words, that he will come back for his people and gather them to his presence. That's what he's wanted all along, family, is 
us to dwell with him. And that is heaven. Would you stand with me? I want to pray with you.